Welcome to Miss Bossy Boots. This is an episode of our favourite things. Woohoo! <laughs> Did I sound like Oprah? Um, oh, is that who you are? I, I was thinking game oh, show God. host, definitely. Great. If Jane didn't even get the reference, then I think I've I've failed. Oh, well. Oh, yeah, well. I get it now. <laughs> Welcome to Miss Bossy Boots. We are, of course, keeping it real for women in business. My name is Stacey Morgan, and I am the principal of Port Macquarie Performing Arts. Joining me is Jane Hilston, the managing director of Dragonfly Marketing. How you doing, Jane? I'm well, Stace. Ready to talk about all the things that you love? We love this. We love producing these episodes. Of course I am. They're good fun. All I did was text you this morning and say, favourite things today? Yep. Yep. Absolutely. I'm going to start because I bought props, and normally I'm the one that forgets the props. Yes. And normally you remember to bring things to trigger your I've memory. I've just bought my notes, my oh, okay. notes app, so you go for it. Sweet. I am currently reading um, Simon Sinek's Leaders Eat Last. Oh, okay. Have you seen Have you seen this? No, I haven't. Oh. First Ooh. of all, it's got gold and shiny things, so that's always going to appeal to me. Absolutely. Um, I have Start With Why, which is Simon Sinek's first book, which mm-hmm. I have not read, no, but I've I launched haven't. straight into this because mm-hmm. at this particular point in time, I am trying to work harder on my management skills mm-hmm. and my leadership skills. And they are two different things, which yes. I didn't realize before. I was just like putting them in together all the time when I yes. referenced it, but actually... In reading this, I feel I'm a stronger leader than I am manager. And so I'm trying to work on my management, which this book is really, really helping. Um, It's all based on the way that in the – it's about making your team successful. Why are some teams successful and bring them uh, and come together really well? And why do some teams kind of fall apart and have infighting and and all of that? And it's based on the idea that in the army, if you are a – a corporal or a sergeant or something that's quite high up, you always eat last because it's about looking after your team. Okay. And I had a really interesting um, uh, coaching call as part of this new course that I've invested in. And um, they were talking to me about how my management, what my management structure looks like across the year. Do I plan it out? Do I plan when I have performance reviews? Do I plan when I have catch-ups with my staff? Do I plan staff meetings? Do I plan um, even things like rewards and and gifts and um, incentives? Wow. And I was like, uh, no, Uh, because what I... My uh, what I've discovered is my management <laughs> technique is this. I need this done. Can someone do it? Oh, good. <laughs> Bye. Do it. <laughs> no follow up. No checking how it's going. No support. No. <laughs> I don't Just... think you're Robinson Crusoe there, though. You know, and again, you're a small business owner who wears a lot of hats. Yes. I would imagine Simon Sinek is talking to, and this is not to say that you can't improve there, but. I, I would imagine Simon Sinek's talking to people who are managing businesses, but they're not necessarily also running the business and da- you know teaching dancing and and all the rest. So only saying that just so you don't beat yourself up okay. on that. Thank you. But I am <laughs> trying to get better at it, and so I guess the book is all about um, teaching your your team what you expect them to do and then supporting them in creating that and then rewarding them once they have 
created it. And it's a fabulous read. I highly recommend it. So Leaders Eat Last, it's Simon Sinek's book. It's fascinating um, thinking about your team in relation to other teams in different, completely different contexts. So Mm. in making, I think of my team as, you know, we're a bunch of of dance teachers and support staff and we, we can't possibly be like any other business, but actually there are some great parallels between yeah the army and government and what we do and other small businesses that um, can help us do it better. So I've kind of stepped out from reading the book and created a year long plan Mm. as part of this coaching that I'm doing as well in that I have made time and made effort and put energy into, okay, when am I going to reward my staff for doing fabulous things? And when am I going to follow up with them to check if they need any support on anything? Because my, I've just finished a set of performance reviews and it turns out they do need a heap of things from me that they were either just too afraid to ask or didn't have time to ask or didn't think about it when they saw me, but making the time to sit down with them in a, in a formalized setting, they were like, actually, I'm really struggling with this. Can you help me with this? I need this. And and it's all very workable stuff, but I just didn't know about it before. For some reason it didn't happen. And look, from what you're saying there, even from that little synopsis, I guess, you know, the first thing that springs to mind is, okay, that's just added, you know, how many more to-do items to your list. Mm -hmm. So for me, I think, well, you've got, this is probably where it starts to get really important um, to kind of put that process or whatever it is in place that gives you more time to be that leader and manager. Yeah. Um, and less time down in the um, trenches. Doing low-level tasks. Yeah. Yes. Because... You can't physically do all that stuff down in the trenches plus plus this. Be effective as a manager and a leader on top of that. Yep. Because otherwise your to-do list just gets too big. It, it actually goes beyond your capabilities. Yeah. So for that, like I think, yes, you put, there's probably so many thing, more things that we can do. However, how are we going to free up time to be able to do them and not just add an extra three hours to our already you know, full days. Yeah, but also seeing the importance of getting them done um, and prioritising that, whereas before I was kind of like, well, no, it's their job. Can't they just do it? Yes. Not that I would say those words no, but to I any think of my team. Thing. But it, it frustrates my... me that yeah. I would have to go back and go through that process. Yeah. Yeah. And then developing systems so that I don't have to teach the same thing two or three times. So mm. I, this week alone I've used the, you know, the screen um, record the QuickTime screen record yes. on my computer several times just to show, okay, well, I am updating the news page on the website. So, hello, just watch me do this as I, you know, it's recording me yes. moving my cursor around and doing it so that instead of me having to sit down with someone another time, I can just flick them that video and say, this is how you if do you've it. forgotten, yep. yeah, try this out. If, if you still can't follow it, then we'll sit down. But hopefully long-term saving me some time by just doing prioritizing some important stuff now and and getting to it yes yep oh that's so good i think i'm gonna have to add that book to my list you would love it oh good your turn okay oh okay right hang on back into the notes app um all right so i have got a couple of podcasts that i wanted to mention I'll, i'll mention one to start off with um and that's the npr um, N for Nelly, P for Pig, R for Roger. Yep. Um, how I built this. Um, I have really, really enjoyed this podcast for a couple of reasons. One, 
the guy, oh gosh, and I've completely forgotten his name, Gary maybe, um, from NPR, um, has this beautiful composition of storytelling within his podcast. He compiles the stories um, in a very thoughtful and considered format. So in terms of um, how he presents the story, he doesn't necessarily present the raw footage. So he'll introduce the the person and introduce the story and then introduce the context of what this person's going to speak about. Um, And then he, Guy Raz, that's it. I knew it started with G, Guy Raz. Yeah, thank you, (laughs) Stacey. Um, yeah, so Guy Raz, NPR. So, and, and he kind of intertwines this really subtle musical kind of interlude, which will kind of start playing at almost, and, and they're not dramatic because he's interviewing business people, but, you know, where the, the story's kind of reaching a climax or reaching a, a dramatic point, he'll introduce this really beautiful music. I mean, it's just done so beautifully. beautifully. Love it. Um, that I love that that storytelling style, but the people he interviews are incredible. And you know how there are just really good interviewers, you know, like Andrew Denton, who just knows how to extract good information from people. Yes. So he he's 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 that person. He's he's incredibly talented at what he does. And you and I went to the podcast, we are podcast um, conference last year, yep. and that was a lot of what some of the the. Um, more successful podcasters were kind of really espousing, wasn't it? Was, you know, that interview skill and, and how you actually treat the subject of your podcast is really important. Yeah. And it's quite journalistic um, in some respects. So so I've listened to um, a whole heap of them, but some of my favourites were um, with Kate Spade and unfortunately... Remembering Kate Spade. Yeah, I there was one, one before. Here. There was So that he just replayed the episode that he had run with um, Kate and her husband, Andy, who's oh, also wow. a part of the business. Um, and Kate Spade, for those who don't know her, is the kind of accessories um, magnet. She's... she's um, she built a business around handbags and magnet, I should say, it, handbags and wallets and shoes and um, incredibly and fun, successful, beautiful, brand. yeah, yep. um, synonymous with New York um, and recently committed suicide. So he played that um, episode in, in remembrance and wow. I know it was, it was awful. Um, and it's funny because I went back and listened to that episode after I'd found out that she'd committed suicide because just from curiosity, I just wanted to see if there were any signs in yep. what she was saying or her demeanour as to whether, because I, I, I think she had depression. Um, and it's funny when you go back and listen to it, There, you know, she was a lovely person, but you could tell she was a little bit anxious mm. and she did make mention of you know, I'm the one that always worries in the business. You know, Andy's always the one who will say, you know, it's okay, it's oh. okay. Um, but I'm always the one that's worrying about all the little details. And yeah. when before you know that she's committed suicide, you just think, oh, yeah, I'm always worried too, you mm. know. But um, it was a beautiful, it was a beautiful interview. Um, the other people I really enjoyed was listening to Joe um, Gebbia or Gebbia from Airbnb about starting up Airbnb. Cool. Um there was Miguel McKelvey who started up WeWork, which is the oh, yeah. um, I love WeWork space. in Sydney. Oh my goodness! Have you so, been there? Um, I haven't been in Sydney. He he obviously talks a lot about the the one he set up in New York, yeah. I think. Um, but just how these people came to where 
they started up these organisations and the collaborations and the partnerships and the thought process that they've gone through. Yep. It's fascinating. Yeah. Absolutely fascinating. And then there was another one, um, and I'd never heard of this lady, I just kind of stumbled onto the, the podcast, Katrina Lake, who started an organisation called Stitch Fix and it's like a membership site where they build a profile of your fashion and accessory loves and they send you a monthly box of fashion and accessories. Wow. So it's a whole, it's like a completely online process where they build your profile yep. and then send you out a box. So it's cool. built on the convenience of not having to shop, not having to... And um, getting a new outfit every month. It, you know, can you imagine how awesome that would be? No, but that is a such a good, good idea. Gift. So, yes, 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 such a good idea. So really, really well-composed, amazing interviews. NPR, how I built this. Love it. I've just subscribed. Great. It's as easy as that. Mm. And if you haven't subscribed to Miss Bossy Boots, <laughs> it's as easy as that. So please make sure you jump on and do it. Um, I've been listening to a lot of audiobooks lately. Um, have you listened to Story Brand? Don't think so. Building a Story Brand by Don- Donald Miller? No. I was listening to it thinking Jane knows all this, but it might be a good rehash yeah. if you're um, looking for a bit of inspiration as far as branding things yes. and, and telling a story with your brand. Yes. Um, and it, there's kind of a theme in the, in the other things that I've been listening to as well. I listened to Entre Leadership by Dave Ramsey mm-hmm. and it was talking, both of these books talked a lot about being um, a values-driven business yes. and what are the values of your business and how do your personal values align with your business values. And yeah, both well worth the read or the listen to. I'd like to go back and, and listen to them again or to read them, read the actual hard copy, but there's just too many good books that I'm trying to read at the moment. Yeah. One thing about the values-driven business that um, Dave Ramsey spoke about was his, he has such strong personal values that he has built a team and this is, you know, this alienates people very quickly, but he has built a team with people that have the same values as him. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, you're out. Yep. And he's very black and white about it. Mm-hmm. And he, um, one of the things that he said, which completely, I'd said this to my husband when I was reading it, um, he, my husband was like, you can't do that. Mm. He says if any of his people in his workplace have an affair, he fires them. Right. Because... If he, if you can't, this is how he said, if you can't be honest with your wife, um, slash husband, if you can't be honest with your spouse, you can't, you can't be, honest be honest with, with me. me, and 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 you and you're done. And he talks about the people that have been close friends with him, his or very high up in his management, that he's had to get rid of because they've been unfaithful. Wow. He just went, that's ridiculous. <laughs> you can't make a judgment like that. But I went, well, it's his business and he's... Well, he can do what he wants. Yeah. And he yeah. has it, I guess, written into a contract somewhere. And yeah, I'm not going as far as as that. But I like to believe that the people that um, I've been doing a lot of hiring of late or in the last 12 months in leading up to my maternity leave and, and now in building and, and scaling what we're doing. And it's... For me, it's all about values. Yes. It's all about here's our, I have a values booklet. Yes. You want to come and sit with me first? Read this. Yes. And then when you come and sit down with me, tell me how that, what you've read, fits with you. Yes. And then we'll talk about plies and arabesques yes. and you know yes. whether you can teach a and class or not. And there's a lot of merit in that. First and foremost, I want to know if you're going to fit with us because that's, we have impressionable young people to um 
to teach every day. Yes. If you're not going to um, to fit into that and be a good role model for them, then I don't care if you teach the best arabesque in the world, but you're not part of my team. Yes, and I, I agree. And in terms of that value piece, I, I think it's funny because I've just written a, a job description for the social media marketer that I need. Cool. And the first thing I started off with was my values, which are 100% my personal values. Yep. Uh, but they're manifested to what my organisation is because too often I get frustrated with yep. people who don't share those same values because you can't. it's really hard to change. And that's not to say that somebody else's values are incorrect. No, or that them no. not focusing on that is incorrect. No. It's not. It's just these are the values that I think – um, people have bought in from me, like, you know, in the previous episode, we spoke about, you know, my business being primarily about people buying into me. Yep. They're buying into my values largely yeah. as well as my, you know, capabilities and all that sort of stuff. But it's the values that drives a lot of that. Yep. Hard work, you know, communication, sense of urgency, yep. um, never give up, you know, da, 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 da. Yep. passion, and you know. So much of that stuff you can't teach. You can't no. go read this book and then you'll know how to never give up. And it frustrates <laughs> me when someone doesn't take that approach. Yeah. So I just think, well, recruit some, <laughs> recruit people who do. Who do. And then, <laughs> you know, cause less headaches in your life. Yes. Nice. Good. I'm listening to Podcast Wise, um, Super Soul, Oprah's Super Soul Podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good. Why can't I think of the name of it? Oprah. It's right here. <laughs> I don't know. So super soul. What? What's the super soul? It's just. It's just the best thing. I'm um super soul conversations. Oprah. Oh, super soul conversations. Right. Yes. Yeah. You subscribe to this? No, Do I'm going it. to right now. It is so great. Um, just being able to listen to other people's stories and other people's idea of um why they are here on earth gives oh. you such a great perspective wow. on, um, on your why and. And hearing, yeah, hearing why other people feel that they are placed on the earth gives you a greater understanding of why you think you oh. you are here. It's de- it's not business. No, it's, it's very big picture, big thinking. Um, yeah, what's oh, the, what's sounds... the purpose of all of this conversation? And it's with Oprah, so I'm going to love it. Yeah, so I love. There's nothing wrong with Oprah. I haven't I haven't um, consumed a lot of her content, but you know, I I, I obviously um, think she's amazing for what she's achieved. Um, but the concept around that why, it's, you know, obviously, you know, as well as anyone that's listened to this podcast, it's something that I've struggled with in terms of identifying mine. You know, yep. we had a conversation in a recent podcast where I was like, well, we can't always be Nelson. We can't all be Nelson Mandela in this world, you yep. know. If we're really going to leave a legacy, you know, yep. how can we all do My something like that? My legacy is never going to build up to them. Yeah, Nelson Mandela doesn't need to, Jane. But I think that's again about redefining the success around yeah. around that. Um, so it'd be interesting, and I think that's it. I think I need to immerse myself in 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 what people, you know, what other people have as their why. And it's a it's a wide range of people. So I just listened to Tom Brady, who you know, sports. Eh, I would normally never pick up something that he's written mm. or uh, something he's been talking about. But gosh, he's the discipline he has in his life. Wow. Um, in so far as defining his success, he's won five Super Bowls, but for mm. him, his success is his kids and getting to drop them off at school. And wow, cool, interesting, very cool stuff. And Maria Shriver's on there as well. Um, and oh, just get on it. Yep. Okay. Yep. We'll Super do. Soul. 
So good. Yeah. My last one is a book, mm-hmm. Oversubscribed. We've talked about it before. Um, it's a book by Daniel Priestley and it's about getting people to line up doing business with you. I won't go into the details, but it's it's completely got post-it notes all through it. It's yes. highlighted. I'm going to need to read it again another six times before I really get on it. It made me think about things that I do in my business that can be campaigns, things that we do that are one-offs. I kind of just throw out into the universe and cross my fingers and hope that they work. Mm. Masterclasses, holiday workshops, things like that. Yeah. Whereas this is about actually being quite strategic about who I'm promoting, who is this event for? Who am I promoting it to? How am I going to have a sense of urgency for people that need to buy it to make sure that the room is filled with people that it's perfect for. Yes. Um, and and then how to follow up and then how to use all of that intel that you get for the next thing that you're going to do. Yes. It's just really um, basic stuff but so many fundamentals. Yes. 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 As I was reading it. Yes. I yes. Know. Yeah. Stuff yes. I know but stuff it was really nice to have a reminder about. So Daniel Priestley is a co-founder with Glenn Carlson for um, an organisation that's now called Dent Um, Dent Worldwide, I think they are. They're an international organisation and they have built their business on that principle. And when, and and KPIs, the Dent Dent program um, runs the Key Person of Influence program, which I did a couple of years ago. And when you actually see how that Key Person of Influence program executes, you can see that's exactly the method that they have followed. Yeah. In terms of, and I mean, obviously that that business is is, um, beyond, you know, successful and it's... um, uh, yeah, something that, that they obviously have a lot of success with. So um, I think I need to go back and read. Oversubscribed? That book you now, three years later. Yeah, well, this is the thing. You'd been talking about the book for years to mm. me. Have you got that, have you got that yet? Mm. And Macca was going to lend it to me and he never did. Mm. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out. Um, <laughs> so I just went and bought it myself. Yes. And uh, I'm so glad I did because even if I had borrowed his, I would have wanted to write all through it well, and I yes. couldn't. So I well and truly... Mine's dog-eared and highlighted all the way through too, but it's funny. I generally never go back to books when not once I've... But I think that just helps me digest the information. Yeah. Um, so Anything left, left on your list? Yes, I had... Um, I had a couple of others and probably just little mentions um, like yourselves. There, there was a um, another podcast that I um, had subscribed to a while ago but hadn't listened to for years. It's called Super Fast Business Online. Oh. It's with James Schranko. Um, and it's a bit based around that Tim Ferriss kind of concept, like build the passive income, yep. build it online. In fact, it's very much based around that. Um, but the people that he interviews just have really, really good strategies. Like he interviews people within his membership program, okay. which must be super fast business. Um, but he interviews people about kind of um, online digital tactics that they've run to build membership or to build emails or to build a community on Facebook or to build, you cool. know, a so Facebook advertising campaign. Yeah. So it's, um, you know, particularly for me in my industry, it's it's really useful information and technical information. Yep. But I think for anyone who's looking at kind of building a, a business and using online platforms to do that, it's a great resource. Nice. Um, and in terms of one of my favorite things, I was just actually going to mention, give a shout out to the LinkedIn platform. (laughs) Yes. Um, where I am just seeing so much benefit in terms of having 
business conversations and and yes LinkedIn can be used for building leads etc but the amount of people I've connected with and you can have you know really interesting conversations with and on a business sense but also on a topical sense yep um but it's it's kind of it's almost like a grown-up um, a grown-up environment where you can have grown-up conversation. Yeah. And, and I giggled because Jane is trying to get me to increase my LinkedIn. Yes. But I'm, I'm just doing enjoying it so much. I mean, yes, I see it as an awesome tool f- to use in, in marketing. I do. But yeah. I just enjoy being in that space. And I think I've probably turned from Facebook and Instagram, which for me I find um, great in terms of comfort food for for catching up with friends and family but there's a lot of rubbish yeah um on on Facebook as well at the moment yes and I don't feel like you know and you can get kind of trivial fun bits of conversation but I think when you actually want to go and have really good um intelligent conversation like the LinkedIn newsfeed at the moment is delivering the business delivering okay Mm. very good yeah if you have favourite things you'd love us to hear about, we, of course, would love to yes. know all about it. You can contact us on Facebook. Yep. So we're at facebook.com slash Podcast. Thank you for the great feedback. Of course, we keep doing these favourite things because people keep saying, tell us tell us what you're reading now. Yeah. <laughs> tell yep. us what you're listening to. Yes. And of course, we are always hungry for for new things to read and, and to listen to. So if you've got recommendations, please send them on through. And we'll put the details of what we've mentioned in the show notes as well so that you've got those to explore. Outstanding. Send mm. us your photos of your dog-eared oversubscribed books. Love and... to see them. <laughs> Absolutely. All righty. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Bye.